look at icing or frosting, it does look like a glaze. I mean, it literally does. And when you look at sleet, sometimes you think, yeah, it does look like sprinkles. And, you know, when I post it on social media, you know, people, you know, get the laughs out of it. They probably crave a donut, let's be honest. But it really paints a picture of what freezing rain looks like versus sleet. You're listening to The Quick Cast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into the Quick Cast, the official podcast of Quick Trip. My name is Chris Calloway with the marketing department, and I'm joined today by Mark Holly, the chief meteorologist at WSAW in Wausau. Mark, I know it's been a crazy week, but uh, how are you doing today? It has been uh, it's been a week. Last week uh, we had uh, that all that ice and snow, that slush, and now uh, we're in. It feels like mid January outside. You know, we got to. It's been a busy week in the weather department. You know, got to make sure everyone's safe. We had some, well, you got blizzard warnings um, earlier today to your west, uh, I-90 and those places in um, Minnesota and South Dakota. And it's been it's been a slow go the last couple of days. People are, the warnings, um, we issued first split weather days for all this. I mean, it's been, you know how busy traveling can be, um, you know, what is this, Christmas Eve? You know what I'm saying? A couple of days before and after Christmas, it's busy travel periods. <laughs> right. And I would imagine it's sort of multifaceted to prepare for. You didn't know exactly how much snow was going to come. You didn't know exactly how cold it's going to get in the days following. But can you kind of, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit? I mean, I imagine it's not a uh, a traditional nine to five you're working this week. No, no. Um, Actually, uh, during uh, severe weather season, again, if it's convective, uh, like thunderstorms and stuff like that, there's somebody here 24 uh, seven. Winter is a little bit different, you know, more slower moving. You know, you're not dealing with tornadoes and stuff like that. So uh, people are here almost 24-7. Um, Audrey gets in about 2 in the morning. She does the morning show here at uh, News Channel 7. And then I get in about uh, 2 in the afternoon or so. We have a meeting. I leave about 11 or so. But, yeah, we started seeing the pattern change Sunday, Monday-ish. And then we're like, man, this could be something that people talk about. We then issued first alert weather days for this to really highlight uh, the big travel concern uh, with Christmas. I mean, it's not here, but it feels like it's almost here, you know. And uh, it's been it's been busy. Uh, we always thought it would be a two-part system, Chris, and we were more concerned about the second part being the wind, which I'm sure you felt today in lacrosse and everywhere across the region. Yeah, I mean, that uh, certainly smacks you right in the face when you walk outside and uh, wanted to get everything shoveled and kind of done the last couple of days. So. You'll be shoveling again, too, probably tomorrow morning after all the blowing and drifting of snow. Probably true, but if the rumors are true, we're looking at, you know, maybe into the 40s. Ooh, getting... I, I said I always like to, I mean, I get some people really like the cold and snow, snowmobilers, ice anglers. I get it. I get it. But I always like to give a little sneak peek. And when I saw the models, you know, you're talking on air when it's 30 below and the models are peaking at low 40s by New Year's Eve. You're like, ooh, do I throw that out there or do I wait and see a couple of days? You know, I don't want to get people's hopes up, you know. <laughs> Do you, do you try to play a little conservative with some of your estimates so that, you know, you don't have an uproar? Yeah, well, some of that is because when you're looking at something seven, eight days out, and Chris, we're going back into the weather models, a lot of times it kind of tends towards climatology. Well, what I mean by that is uh, the weather models think it should be like in the low 20s. So when they see low to mid 40s show up, they're like, wait, no. You know, so they, they kind of trend it. They kind of want to make it cooler sometimes rather than warmer especially, you know, in the wintertime. So you're like, eh, I'm going to hold off a couple of days before you kind of verbally put that out there. But sooner or later, you have to say, hey, you know, we got a warming trend. But then sometimes when people think warming trends in December, relatively speaking, warming trend. <laughs> right. Whatever can just get that layer of 
oh. caked on stuff off my driveway is what I'm looking for. I mean, my driveway's caked. Trees are caked. We had that ice, you know, all that kind of stuff yeah. too as well. Um, so it'd be nice to kind of get that cleared up a little bit when we got some, um, you know, some better warmer weather coming. Well, one of the things you taught us about this month was the difference between sleet and freezing rain. And uh, you chose to use a product near and dear to our heart, which is what <laughs> kind of brought you on uh, my radar screen here. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, but uh, the Quick Trip Laser Donut, kind of with sprinkles and frosting and without. I mean, can you kind of walk us through the difference between sleet and freezing yeah. rain and why you thought a, a glazer would be the what, best way to illustrate this? Usually what we're trying to do is is I really like to produce uh, the science behind things, really explain the weather to people, you know, kind of be a teacher, you know, and Sometimes things are just hard to explain. Just it is what it is. And sometimes mm -hmm. you look for a more creative way, a way that people will understand. And I just start – this happens a lot. I'm driving around with the wife and kids. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I can explain it this way or I can explain it that way. And I'm like, you know what? When you look at icing or frosting, it does look like a glaze. I mean it literally does. And when you look at sleet, sometimes you think, yeah, it does look like sprinkles. And, you know, when I post it on social media, you know, people – you know, get the laughs out of it. They probably crave a donut, let's be honest. But sure. it really paints a picture of what freezing rain looks like versus sleep. True. And it kind of gets me to the kind of the bigger question there is the way that you kind of use social media to accompany what you do live on air. You, you know, you're trying to tell people uh, what to expect, what's coming up, but then teach them a little bit in the process as well. And so how has social media become an important part of your job as a meteorologist? I think social media is very important, not only to, you know, uh, talk about those big days, those first weather days, those severe days, the snowstorm days, but you have more of a platform, Chris, to explain more. You know, you only have three minutes on air and sometimes, you know, you got a lot going on, but the social media thing, you can take the time to really explain things. You know, you can type it out or if someone has a question, you can respond, but you can't, you can't do that on live TV, but you can do that on social media. Right. And is that, you know, part of your directive as kind of an on-air person to have a social media presence, to be able to interact with your listeners, to kind of just keep them fans of you and the station even a little bit more, I would imagine, right? Yeah, it's, um, you know, you always enjoy the back and forth, you know, sometimes you get it if you call for a big snowstorm and you miss it, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, the, the comments are funny, sometimes snarky, sometimes you're like, eh, you know, but I think, at least in my, with North Central Wisconsin, just, and really, maybe upper Midwest thing, people are truly nice. I honestly mm -hmm. believe that, you know, if you post something funny, they're like, yeah, you know, you know, or in the wintertime and they're like, man, it's so cold. The air hurts my face. Yeah. I mean, it, it does, <laughs> you know, we just, we're trying to get through it together. Right. And, uh, you know, you've certainly lived a couple of different places uh, in your life, you know, looking at your bio here, starting in Pennsylvania, you came to Wisconsin and ended up in Mississippi for a while, but here you are back in, uh, back in good old Wisconsin. Can you kind of take me through your, your travels there and kind of how you decided to, to end up right here in the heartland? It's a, um, I lived out east uh, for 18 years where I was born. Uh, every meteorologist talks about a big event, how they got into weather. doesn't matter if you're on air or National Weather Service or any other perspective of weather. Um, the blizzard of 96. I was a uh, freshman in high school, and we got 30 inches of snow, and we missed a week of school. Wow. Best week ever because, you know, <laughs> we're going forwards and, you know, that kind of stuff. But that really got me going into weather. Came out to UWSP, um, came out here to originally, a lot of people don't know, to be a FIED major. Uh, to go into education. Both my parents are teachers. Um, Stevens Point, I was a kicker and punter on the uh, football team and ran track. And I just wanted to do weather so bad. Weather, 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 weather. And Mississippi State has a good meteorology program. 
uh, another fellow meteorologist here, Chad Franz, and uh, he went there as well. Um, and they have a big uh, meteorology school. And uh, that's where I decided to, to um, go to school, finish my degree, and move back to Wisconsin, where uh, my parents have lived their whole life. Or no, I'm sorry, my dad's farm uh, was homesteaded in 1883. Wow. So I'm a fifth generation maple syrup producer. My sons will be the sixth. And uh, we have the family farm uh, south of Crivets. If you're familiar, uh, Beaver, Wisconsin, Marinette County, about an hour sure. north of Green Bay, uh, that's where my uh, the family farm is. And I'll never leave the state. I love Wisconsin. Wow. So you, you kind of spent some time going between the, the Crivets area and Wausau, kind of tending to those those maple trees or kind of yeah. what's your what's your div- division up of labor there? Yeah, um, I always I always joke that I'm the Department of Labor. <laughs> my parents are in their 70s, you know, you're slowing down and getting older. It's, it is what it is. And um, so I go over the the joke is that other maple syrup producers that watch me, they always joke that when I'm gone in March and April, they know the sap's running because, you know, I'm home <laughs> up with my parents, you know. <laughs> sure. So usually I take a week off and the team here at Channel 7, they know that I try to take off, you know, try to let them know. But sometimes it's weather dependent. I'm not going home. It's not going to run. You know, so they understand, hey, guys, I know it's going to run. Hey, can we fill me in for this day, that day? And they just understand we do it for each other. You know, just a team effort, so to speak. Right. What are your favorite things to to do with maple syrup outside of, you know, pancakes and waffles? You know what it's great on? Ice cream. Oh. Ice cream. Just like vanilla ice cream over the top? Vanilla ice cream you put over top. And if you really want to spice it up, put some cashews, some ground up cashews in there. Life changing life-changing <laughs> is it is is syrup one of those things like you get to be a snob about where like you can't go back to the store-bought kind once you've got it you know freshly made out of a tree um i plead the fifth <laughs> <laughs> no no um you, you know that seinfeld episode when he takes a uh, maple syrup in with him uh to uh to um maple syrup in with him to uh to the, the local cafeteria or whatever mm-hmm. yeah that's me you. Okay. <laughs> and so, it's fine. It's fine. I understand if people don't, you know, they use the, the other stuff. I get it. I get it. But you know, when you're a maple syrup producer, you just like to take your own with you. <laughs> is that like your gift to everybody? You just bottle that up and actually we, um, for my standard is for, uh, when we go, um, for, um, weddings and stuff, well, sure. Jackie and I always get the couple of, uh, quarter maple syrup. Um, and my wife, Jackie, quarter maple syrup, uh, pancake mix and a spatula. Wow. So a lot of times, you know, married or, or home or maybe moving into your first home, it's kind of like something you do, you know, together. Does that make sense? Kind of a nice yeah. warming uh, gift that we know they're going to use. For sure. You know. that That's a wonderful gift. Cool. Um, so, you know, that's a, you know, a big part of what you, you like about Wisconsin. But I know that it's the the hunting and um, kind of some of the wildlife that, that keeps you around here. What are your favorite uh, spots to hit up when you're, you know, get a little time off to go to go hunting? Oh, well, I have two boys now. They're both getting into it. Uh, my wife and I uh, love the turkey hunt in the spring. Uh, my wife has been able to harvest two turkeys uh, two years ago and then two years before. Uh, my wife really likes the turkey hunt. Uh, and then we um, we take the, uh, um, the, the the meat out and we make wild turkey nuggets. And the boys love them. Okay. Absolutely love them because they're super fresh. Sure. Um, I took my son, who is seven this year, uh, hunting with me the first time just to sit with me in the woods. And um, he loved it. He just he he used the binoculars and the rangefinder to tell me how far everything was away. But I know the time's coming where I'm gonna have to fit the entire family in a blind. <laughs> so a bigger blind is gonna be needed because uh, we all enjoy those outdoor things. Very cool, and it's cool that you you get to kind of share some of that kind of stuff, some of your personal life, you know, on social media, like we talked about. You know, you kind of find that little blend um, between 
weather important stuff and then some of the fun behind the scenes stuff too. I mean, you kind of just try to walk that line a little bit, right? With, uh, with your social media pages. Yeah, absolutely. I always like to say, um, just have to find someone more Wisconsin than me. It's tough. <laughs> That's true. You know, it's tough. You know, I like to garden, do those kind of things active about the weather and just tell people that are, you know, from farmers to, you know, snowmobilers to whatever the case, Friday night football, how the sure. weather can really impact all those outside planets. Let's be honest here. I mean, here in Wisconsin, there's always some season going on. Snowmobiling, ice fishing, gardening, festival season, you know that. It's always something going on. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, one of the other things that social media does is allow you to be passionate and opinionated about the Green Bay Packers. That's true. And it's been, you know, certainly an interesting season so far. But um, kind of what are your what are your feelings on uh, a 6-8 and eight record here as we uh, head into the stretch run? You know, we always wish it could be better, obviously. Obviously, right. you know, we get that. But I do have to let you in on a little bit of secret. And hopefully, shh, we'll be quiet on this. My wife is a big Lions fan. Lions We have a fan. divided house. She was born in Michigan. Okay. So let's just say if things go right for both teams, they could potentially play the last game of the year for a playoff spot. You probably haven't had too many really rivalries within the house where no. those games have mattered that no. much, right? No, and it could matter. So the, <laughs> my two boys kind of side with me and the Packers a little bit. Okay. But Jackie is a Lions fan, very proud Lions fan. We always joke back and forth, you know, whatever the case may be. Friendly rivalry, you know, what they call it, house divided, you know, that sure. kind of stuff. So I'm hoping it comes down to that because, uh, you know, we'll get out the where they do like the football uh, charcuterie board or whatever, oh, yeah. and, you know, have a big old, because it could be a night game. Maybe they flex it. You don't know. Right. But um, we're looking forward. Um, we hope that happens because let's be honest, my wife admits this too. There hasn't been a meaningful game between those two in a while for this big. Let's be honest about it. Right. No, it's very true. And uh, have your have your kids gradu- uh, you know gravitated towards the Packers a little bit because they're the ones that have been winning? Probably. Um, or I don't know. Maybe it's one of those parents things. You know, we'll side with Daddy on this. You know, sure. but you know, or maybe because I've had them in Packer gear earlier than Lions <laughs> gear. You know, <laughs> you know, parents true. out there watching with kids. You know, I mean, you know. But I I would not be surprised maybe down the road where one may side with mommy a little bit or sure. maybe they both come. But it's a it's just fun to talk about and joke about, you know, because they usually play the last game of the year. Mm-hmm. And typically, I mean, some years when the Packers are good, the game is basically meaningless, right? I mean, there's the Matt Flynn up. game. Yeah, the Matt Flynn game. Yeah. I mean, look how many millions he made off that game. <laughs> right. Um, you know, one of those type things. But I just hope it'd be a fun family uh, mixing up in the uh, friendly talking back and forth. If the I mean, my wife's got Lions jerseys. We all got Packer jerseys, you know. But the nice part about it is that if the Lions are in the playoffs, I'll cheer for the Lions. Sure. And if the Packers are in the playoffs, she'll cheer for the Packers too. You know, one of those things. Yeah, I think the Lions are kind of in that little space. You know, we're in western Wisconsin here, and so there's Vikings fans everywhere because I think we're technically closer to Minneapolis than yep. we are to Green Bay. Uh, there's still Bears fans that are everywhere, but, like, I – Honestly, don't know if I know many, if any, any Lions fans. And so I kind of am happy for them. You know, I, I watched them on hard knocks before the season um, just to kind of see the way that they've kind of been built and had some success. It's like, okay, I would prefer it not to come at the Packers expense, but if you had got to see somebody in the league do well, you know, I certainly don't mind seeing the Lions have a little bit of success. No, it, it would be no issue for me if they make the playoffs over the Packers or whatever. Maybe they don't make the playoffs. You don't know. Got a couple games to go, but I, I, I will be cheering for them. And if they somehow made a magical run, 
I could easily wear a Lions jersey for, for, for them. Not a problem. No problem at all. Well, I saw a couple of the uh, Packer players tweeting out that they are looking forward to getting to Miami on, uh, I think they're leaving tomorrow because Oof. they're probably sick of dealing with them, some of this weather here too. You always think about that too, how much the weather, you know, I think it, I don't know what it's going to be down there, probably in the seventies, but I know it's amazing how good the athletes they are, you know, world-class athletes, mm-hmm. how coming from the cold to the warm impacts them. And then from the warm to cold impacts them both ways. It's amazing. It just it, it it's it, it's amazing how the weather, and when people think about Lambo, what's the first thing they think of? The weather in the frozen tundra. It, it, it's sure. just what it is. And you said you were a punter and kicker in college. Yes. Yeah. So I would imagine, and you know, I played sports too. That you can prepare for cold and kind of rain a little bit, but the one thing you can't prepare for is wind. No, because it's unpredictable it could gust at any time and there's really like no way to combat it with like gear or warmth or anything and so i think you know if you're in a swirling game at lambeau field or soldier field or or wherever it is you know that's got to be the most difficult thing to play in The, the, the most difficult for a kicker is a crosswind sure because you just don't know if it's behind you or in your face and it's consistent you can figure that out but when it's a crosswind you're sometimes aiming where it's basically no good, you know, depending uh-huh. on, you know, how far the field goal is, right? So you're aiming to like, you know, to the left, we'll say of the crossbar or the upright, excuse me, or the crossbar, yeah, or the upright. And if you hit it true and the wind slows down a little bit, you missed it. But if you aim where you think it's, you know, where you know it's going to be good, then the wind blows it over. So it's hard. Crosswinds are very difficult, very difficult. That- that's the same way I line up my tee shot oh, whenever yeah. I'm playing golf. You're <laughs> way to the right, so it comes all the way back to the left. So you're you're even to the third green to get it on <laughs> to get it to go right enough to get back where it's supposed to be. Exactly. Um, so one of the last things I want to talk to you about here is a little bit of a controversial post you put out. Um, your favorite Christmas movies, Die Hard at the top. So you're very much of the camp that Die Hard is indeed a Christmas movie. I am. I'd like to, you to defend your case there. <laughs> No, uh, it just uh, started a couple of years ago. Just some of us, uh, you know, um, a former anchor of mine, Sean Caldwell, just laughing about it. And people are very passionate one way or the other. And I just have the more of a, the joking behind it. You know, it's just, it's just funny to debate. And it's become a huge debate around Christmas. I mean, there's sure. a lot of people that um, that uh, that are passionately one way or the other on the Die Hard as a Christmas movie. But no, I'd put... Uh, um, all of them up there, you know, from Die Hard to uh, my kid, uh, my youngest loves the Grinch movie, the 66 sure. Grinch movie, uh-huh. uh, you know, Rudolph, Home Alone, all those classics, Christmas Vacation, the Christmas story. But it's kind of nice to just uh, people are passionate one or the other, just joking around. You know how that goes. Right. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, if it's set at Christmas, I mean, what more do you what more do you want? It I mean, came out in July. So you could argue that way, too. You know, I know what Bruce Willis said on the roast and that kind of stuff, but. It just it, it becomes life. It's kind of like Festivus. Happy Festivus, by the way. It's today. You know, sure. it was just just fun. Just you know, holiday season. Let's just have a laugh about it. Absolutely, especially after the uh, the ra- rough last couple of days that we've had. But uh, you're gonna get some some time off this weekend to enjoy with the family, or yeah. is it just kind of still work first with the uh, with the weather that we're anticipating? Uh, work first for the remainder of tonight. Uh, the first weather day for us will end tomorrow morning uh, for most of us. That's like when the winter weather the weather will progressively get better over the weekend, uh, especially by Sunday into Monday. But uh, I completely understand that if you do have travel plans, um, Saturday, Christmas Eve, or Christmas Day, again, make sure you have like the boots and stuff with you just in case something happens. But again. Better travel weather as we get closer to Christmas. 
Very cool. Mark Holly, we appreciate your time here on the QuickCast. Uh, thanks for all your work and uh, educating and keeping people up to date on the weather. And uh, have yourself a safe and Merry Christmas. Yeah, you have a safe uh, Christmas too. Happy holidays and uh, Happy New Year. Thanks, Mark. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the QuickCast. Hey, we'll see you next time. 